0: Where was Susan Beth Pfeffer when she got her very first book published back in 1970? Still in college at NYU. And how many books has she written since then? Nearly 80? Yeah, you heard that right. 80. 80. Her best selling trilogy is dubbed The Last Survivors, although it's also sometimes known as the Moon Crash series, and Susan herself refers to them simply as The Books. It consists of A Life as We Knew It, The Dead and The Gone, and This World We Live in and it centers around two teenagers, a girl in small-town Pennsylvania and a boy in New York City, and how they and their families cope with the ensuing chaos after an asteroid hits the moon and moves it way too close to the earth for comfort. Following in the theme of families in crisis, Susan's most recent work, Blood Wounds, focuses on a girl whose birth father murders his new wife and children and then comes after her and her mother. And if that doesn't qualify as a crisis, I'm not sure what does. We'll talk to Susan about her books, how she nearly became an editor instead of a writer, and which natural disaster she'd prefer to be trapped in, as Susan Beth Pfeffer joins us on the Scripts and Scribes podcast right now. Welcome to the Scripts and Scribes podcast. I'm your host, Krista Bean, and today we're talking to young adult author Susan Beth Pfeffer. Thank you so much for joining us today, Susan. Thank you for having me. So, your newest book uh, Blood Wounds," was released last fall, and um it dealt with serious issues like murder and self- cutting, and these are issues that are obviously on a much smaller scale than the global destruction of the last survivor series. Um, but they are issues that I think are just as you know devastating and life changing to the people experiencing them. Um, how is your approach to this story different than it was to your last survivors series?
1: Oh, it's a good question. and I'm not sure I have an immediate answer. (laughs) Uh, I have to think about that one. I, yeah, honestly, I don't think my approach was all that different. Uh, I think writers have themes that they turn to again and again and again. And my theme is family in crisis or certainly family in unusual situation when I'm writing for younger kids. And to me, the the last survivor books were essentially family in crisis, but it was a a, a worldwide crisis. Mm-hmm. So thematically, Blood Wounds was very similar for me. You know, they're obviously much smaller setting, much you know, much more intimate mm-hmm. setting. But again, to me, the question was, how does a family deal with a really horrible situation that they have no reason to believe is going to happen? It just mm-hmm. comes to them out of the blue, and now they have to cope with it.
0: And that, I guess that, that was the same in in both, you know, the trilogy and, and Blood Wounds, is that it was so unexpected. You know, they were, everyone was just going along and life was hunky dory, and then just literally within Boom.
1: seconds, everybody's <laughs> life
0: changed. <laughs> yeah, that's how I like to do it. <laughs> Now, for, um, in Blood Wounds and both uh, Life As We Knew It and um, This World We Live In, the, the books were told from the first-person uh, perspective of a female, um, but for Dead Correct. and the Gone, it was third-person from the male perspective. Now, which do right. you find easier, male, female, first-person, third-person? I know they both have their pros and cons. What are you most comfortable uh, with? Uh,
1: always female. I mean, that's what I am. It's easier for me to get into a girl's mind than mm-hmm. a boy's mind. Um, between first and third, life as we knew it and this world we live in are diaries. And diaries are incredibly easy to write. I mean, you just let the character do the writing. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly easier. I love writing books that are not traditional chapter formats. Mm -hmm. And all four of those books are not traditional chapter formats. Mm -hmm. So that, that, I like all of it. Third is probably a little harder than first girl is definitely easier than boy. And
0: uh, I would think also with, with diary, especially when you have characters who are maybe they're social outcasts or they're just withdrawn and they're not necessarily going to, um, you know, spill their guts to people around them, but you can still get into their heads through the
1: diary is that true well i i i don't think miranda in in life as we know it is a, a social outcast i think she's just a, a normal teenager who keeps a diary mm-hmm. willa doesn't keep a diary you know to be properly I, I don't really remember the format of blood Wounds about <laughs> copy and look. but i know it's not diary format she's not sitting there writing oh and you know daddy just murdered everybody well that's embarrassing <laughs> yeah. um so Again, it it, it's not necessarily who she's pouring it out to. Mm -hmm. It's just you know, Miranda kept a diary. Uh huh.
0: So so um, for the last Survivor series, um, obviously you had to do you know there was some scientific research and um, now did you find that? What sort of research did you do? And did you find that was that fun and interesting or was it more like, oh, I have to get the facts down so I can get back to the character (laughs) development. (laughs)
1: Well, in, in Life as We Knew It, which was the first one written and the first one thought about, I, I did not have the dead and the gone in mind when I wrote Life as We Knew It. I did the barest minimum of research. <laughs> I mean, I just heard, so why the moon up there? You know, let's cause some trouble. Uh, I I had knowledge. I came into the writing process with awareness that, that volcanic ash can, can affect climate thousands of miles away that kind of thing i knew Mm -hmm. and i understood i'm very good at understanding consequences i love consequences Mm -hmm. so i understood the basic consequence that if one bad thing happens and then the next bad thing that happens will be a consequence of the first thing Mm -hmm. so we start with 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 the the tsunamis and then we go to the the earthquakes or the volcanoes or whatever And then we lose the summertime, we lose the warm weather. Well, that's going to lead to to famine. Famine is going to lead to illness, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. It just made sense to me. With The Dead and the Gone, my main character was a a Puerto Rican-American New York teenage boy Mm -hmm. from a very religious Catholic family. Now, I'm not a boy, I don't speak Spanish, and I'm not (laughs) Catholic. So there was a lot of research on that one. There was a lot of running back to Google to find out what the appropriate Spanish phrase would be because I knew that Alex, that there were just certain things Alex would think in Spanish, just just words that would automatically be Spanish to him. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure I had those. So I lived on Google.
0: <laughs> well, that's really interesting because when, when you talk about consequences, it's like um, – I remember in in Life as We Knew It, they were constantly going back to the firewood. They were always chopping wood, chopping wood, because when you don't have <laughs> yes, heat, you don't have electricity. <laughs> you know, that's gonna, you know, fire suddenly becomes essential and something you have to think about every day. It's like, you know, that it, it it permeates just every aspect of of life. Just these little things that you wouldn't even think about on a normal day to day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, the only time you think about electricity is when you have a blackout.
0: When you don't have it, exactly. Like,
1: you know, it, it's the rest of the time, it's just, it, it, there's just no thought about it. You turn on the light switch, you know, you, you turn on the TV, you don't think about it.
0: Right. And hot water shows heat.
1: Yeah. 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 Now, you've written nearly. We like it like that. Yeah. It's <laughs> not very comfortable. We don't. <laughs> ease is ease is a good thing yeah yeah
0: now you've written nearly 80 books which is amazing and a lot yeah a lot yeah and um i know the movie uh meteor was your inspiration for um life (laughs) as we knew it but how do you keep coming up with new ideas after all these these decades of book after book like is it things (laughs) from real life or do you just have a very active imagination or what, what is that
1: well, I, I think it's safe to say I have a very active imagination. My, my, my true belief on the subject is that ideas are all over the place. This is, this is my metaphor. Similarly, I forgot what it is, but I only have one, but this is it. Suppose you're walking down the street, mm-hmm. and you're not really thinking about anything, and the birds are going chirp, 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 and you're hearing the birds chirp. Mm -hmm. but suppose you're walking down the same street and you're thinking I have to do this I have to talk to that person I have to deal with this problem I'm not happy about this I'm angry about this I'm aggravated I'm excited whatever and the birds are going chirp 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 but you're not hearing them yeah and to me that's what ideas are ideas are chirping all the time Mm -hmm. but if your mind is not open to them you don't hear them
0: so if you're just too wrapped up in your own issues you could be missing just Stuff that's around you all the time.
1: All the time. And we always do. You know, and and I think we go berserk if we were constantly aware of everything around us. Right. But to me the ideas are like that. If if I am in just the right I mean, like like taking watching the movie Meteor. There I am sitting on a Saturday afternoon watching the movie Meteor. The movie ends, I turn it off. If my brain had then been going, Well, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Mm -hmm. I never would have come up with life as we knew it. My brain was at just the right relaxed moment that I could say, huh, well, the movie wasn't that good, but what would it be like to be a teenager living through an experience like that? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so it's just a matter of of just being open to everything and and good timing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a lot of good timing, an enormous amount of good (laughs) timing.
0: Now, do you do you come up with the titles of your books? Is it early on? Is it at the end? Does it sort of come to you in the middle of the process? How, uh, what
1: or, was, or does it get named by somebody else? By somebody oh, else, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I did not name Life as We Knew It. And I think it's a good title. I don't think it's a great title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely named The Dead and the Gone, and I definitely named This World We Live In. And I, it seems to me I named Blood Wounds. I don't think anybody else would have. So some of those titles are, yeah, they're mine. Mm -hmm. And others, like Life As We Knew It, not mine. You know, they gave me a list of titles, and they were dreadful. I mean, they were extraordinarily bad. Uh And then they said, oh, we're going to call it Life As We Knew It. And I was so grateful that they weren't calling it one of the awful, awful titles that came up. Don't ask me what they were because, honestly, I've repressed it. Somewhere I have an email with this list, and it's – it's. I should dig it out. I should put it on my blog, and everybody would know how I suffer.
0: Oh, that would be that would be so funny. That would be such a great idea. It
1: would be. It would be. It would take a lot of digging to find it.
0: Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. Um, now – Going back, you know, you wrote your first book, uh, Just Morgan, while you were still in college at at NYU. You did
1: your research. I (laughs) I
0: did. I did. Um, Because you wanted to be an editor, and you were told that was a good way to get into the whole editorial publishing world, was to have written Mm -hmm. a book. Now, obviously, that led to a booming writing career. Um, Do you ever regret not going the editorial route? Oh, no, Never.
1: (laughs) never I would have to deal with people like me. Oh, what a nightmare. No. No, it was it was that was I had wanted to be a writer from first grade on. I mean that was my goal that was my dream.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I took a really good, interesting creative writing class, my senior year in high school. I mean mm-hmm. amazingly good kids in the class. And we all just skewered each other. You know, you'd stand up there and you'd read something and everybody would tell you how bad it was. Oh, gosh. And I I, I mean, I'm sure I held my own. You know, I I was not a little shy person who was not going to criticize other people. I'm sure I was every bit as vicious. But I left that class saying, I'm not good enough to be a writer because I really respected the kids in the class. And I was right to respect the kids in the class. Mm -hmm. Several of them became writers. I mean, it was was an amazing group. So, I said, well, you know, if I can't be a writer, what do I want to be? And I loved movies. So, I said, I will I will be a great film director. I mean, capital G, capital F, capital D, great film director. <laughs> so, I went to NYU to major in film, but... One of the things they don't tell you about when you choose your life fantasies, if you want to be a film director, if I do anything in film, you have to have a good visual sense. I have no visual memory, none. I mean, I once did not recognize my brother. You know, it's like the whole world out there is like, okay, it's out there, but don't expect me to remember what you look like. So I, I was doomed. You know, there is no future for me in film. So I said, well, what can I do? You know, I'm getting ready to graduate college. I don't want to have to keep going to school. What am I going to do? And I thought, I love books. If I can't, if I'm not good enough to be a writer, I still want to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. And children's books really interested me. So I said I will become a children's book editor, and that way I will I'll be part of this glorious process. So no, editing was never a dream job for me.
0: Just the the, the... and the world
1: is happier I did not become one. <laughs> well, now did that initial um uh,
0: the idea at least of okay I could do this I could be an editor. Has that part of you um, filtered through to your writing and made you a particularly <laughs> vigorous editor no, of your
1: own work? No, 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 no. I think every word I write is the most brilliant thing ever written. I look at the buzz and I, I, I stammer in admiration for my brilliance. <laughs> I, I have, I have had the great good fortune to work with, with quite a number of excellent editors uh-huh. And they have shown me what makes things better, hmm. and I've learned from them. Uh, so um, I no, I am a, I am not a good self editor. I am at this point a, a well taught self editor, uh-huh. but it did not come naturally to me.
0: So it's really a good thing you didn't go the editorial route. <laughs> it might have been a failed. I, no, I
1: I I I can judge other people's stuff.
0: Oh, okay. I, I can so- see
1: what's wrong in other people's.
0: Oh, okay. Just the self, the self editing. Yeah. yeah. That's always hard. You know, yeah. you, you put the mirror up to yourself and it's like, you, you don't know what other people are seeing. You can't, you can't judge yourself the way other people see you. So yeah,
1: no, I understand. that. I don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with my illusions about my perfection.
0: <laughs> well, now of the nearly 80 books that you've written, is there anyone that sticks out as your favorite, either through the the, the writing process itself of it or the finished product?
1: There there are a few that were really fun to write. Life as We Knew It was enormous fun to write. Mm-hmm. I wrote a kid's book called Courage Dana that I remember as an extremely pleasurable writing experience. I don't tend to have favorites after they're written, mostly, I guess, because I don't read them. I mean, like I uh. said before about blood wounds, I, I very rarely read what I've written, so I tend to forget what they are. hmm Right and I'm very bad on favorites. I'm not a good person for I have a lot of friends. they're all my best friends. <laughs> I'm just i, I I'm you, not good at at yeah. saying this is more to me than something else.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Now, do you have a set writing schedule, or do you more write when you feel like it, or are you more of an early bird or a night owl, or <laughs> what's best for you?
1: Uh, yeah, I was talking to to a friend of mine earlier today who was also a writer. And I was saying how, you know, we used to write and we did not have the Internet connected to the machine we were writing with. Uh, Dawdling is my friend. I'm kind (laughs) of extremely good at finding all kinds of reasons why I have to go back to headline news, you know, (laughs) or maybe something happened 30 seconds ago. So, (laughs) So I sort of dawdle my way into working. It did not used to be that way. It used to be I'd say, okay, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever time to go to work. And I'd go to work and I'd, I would work in the morning. So I wouldn't have to work in the afternoon. Now I dawdle till after lunch. <laughs> I'd go, okay,
0: time's come. You got to go to work now. You have to do something today before the yeah, time goes down. Yeah, that's pretty
1: much what it comes down to.
0: Right, yeah. So, so, no. Let's not waste today. Well, I found as I've gotten older, I'm developing sort of adult onset HDD or, or HDD, ADD, ADHD. Mm-hmm whatever yeah it's so much worse than it was when I was younger
1: um I think there's just more that's out there I think there's more that's available to be distracted by
0: that's true and 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 the internet is great when it comes to like you were saying you live on google it's it's great for you know research you can find out things you know in, in 10 seconds instead of having to absolutely travel go to the library but yeah all the distractions are there too so it's (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not all on Google. <laughs> They're not all about doing research.
0: <laughs> now, this is just sort of a goofy question, but if you were in um, Miranda's situation, what would be the one food that you would want to have in the house? Like a realistic food, not like lobster and filet mignon, mm-hmm. but like, you know, something that you would grab in a rush at the grocery store and have in your pantry, and two months later you pull it out and say, wow, this is fantastic. Peanut butter. Ah. Yeah, that's a good Absolutely one. peanut butter,
1: uh, which which you don't even have to put on anything. You know, just grab a spoon of it and you're a yeah. an happy person.
0: You don't even need a spoon. And I don't
1: – <laughs> that's true, too, just your fingers. I I don't think they bought it. I don't think on crazy shopping day they bought peanut butter. I, I My guess is that when I was writing Life as We Knew It, I was not eating peanut butter, oh. which I adore, and which I, for many years I didn't eat because I couldn't control the craving. And now I can, so I have it in the house. But I yeah. do think they. Bought it. Peanut butter can go bad, but you know, if you buy one of the the commercial products with all the chemicals in them, it'll probably last forever.
0: Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember eating them. At all, eating them.
1: I remember them eating it at all? But, no, I don't yeah. either. Now you're... there are there are there are blogs where people complain because they don't they they don't get rice, and they say, oh, how did you survive without rice? They should have bought rice. <laughs> <laughs> I take these things very personally, and I if, if I don't like rice, you know, I mean, I don't dislike rice. Nobody has negative feelings about rice. Yeah. The- but I don't care enough about rice to think, boy, if the world's coming to an end, I'd better buy some rice.
0: And, and and rice that you would buy for the long term, because we eat rice all the time. It's a twenty pound bag. That's not something you're just going to chuck mm-hmm. in a cart. I mean, that's like that's a commitment. Right <laughs> there. If you're shopping in a rush, it you're is- not hauling the twenty pound bag rice. Up there.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It is a commitment. And and in addition to that, when they ran out of water, the rice wouldn't have done them any good anyway.
0: That's true. That's exactly true. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Now, as you said before, you know, you're you're a big fan of movies, and you wanted to be a film director. Um, have you ever I wanted
1: to be a great film director. A great film
0: director. Great film be director. Be great a film director.
1: Thank you. Have you. I mean, been- I was I was 18. I knew what I wanted.
0: <laughs> you were gonna be Spielberg plus, like Scorsese plus. <laughs> Now, have you ever considered writing screenplays, or if one of your films oh, was turned into a movie, would you want the screenplay? No.
1: Right? I mean, I, I'd, I'd love if one of my books was made into a movie, but I, if they had any sense whatsoever, they wouldn't let me anywhere near the script writing process. <laughs> the thing about the other reason why I could not have been good in film is it's a very cooperative business you have to work with other people you don't it, what you do is not what ends up on the screen, yeah, and that would just drive me crazy i mean yeah. i i i I'm not all that great at working with other people hmm
0: no I totally agree yeah. I, I took some i took uh script writing classes in in college and it was the same thing it was like you know plot point one must happen it on page sixty and plot point two must happen on page ninety I'm like there's so much structure here, you know, it's like, I I don't
1: know. That that would not, no, that's not the problem for me. I, I, I can, children's books have specific structures they have well, they specific limitations and I, I can coexist with those pretty well oh, okay. I and mean, I might get a little annoyed about plot line one on page 60 if I want <laughs> it on page 59 but I could probably work my way around that no it's more of a sense that you write the script and then somebody else writes the script and then a third person writes the script and then the <laughs> director looks at it and says this has to be rewritten and then the producer says well we can't afford this so this has to be cut and then the actor says I can't deliver these lines so let's change the word and that i cannot do
0: right yeah and and especially if you're starting out and you're you're new to it i mean you'll write the script and it's your baby and then you no one will touch it unless you just sign away all rights to it and they say here's some money go away this is ours now and you know they completely change it around and it's it's unrecognizable after that
1: yeah Um, they probably don't give you enough money not enough
0: (laughs) now um you're working on the fourth um um Fourth book in the last Survivor Series. How is that going?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll really- know better after somebody reads it. I think it's going fine. I, I know what I need to go back and change. I know I, not exactly what, but I know what what needs to, to be changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now I'm just kind of plowing my way through to finish the first draft, and then I'm going to take some time off and clean my apartment And then go back and and change what needs to be. And maybe even read it, you know, and then change what needs to be changed. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Now, we have um, a little segment here at the end. We call it um, Rapid Fire. And we just do a a series of questions that are either or. So I would just say, Hmm. you know, uh, uh, black or white. And you would just pick whichever one. So... Um, this is going
1: to be so challenging. Okay. <laughs> I can't just sort of say something else. I have to go with this or that. Yeah,
0: this or that, one or the other. And actually, the oh, first one, oh. there's, there's three. So this one might be the toughest. But
1: would you rather a good face- start. me off on the tough one. Sure. <laughs> I, yes.
0: I, I put the, I'll put the tough one at the end. We'll start with an easier one. Um, <laughs> um, assuming, okay, walking or driving. Assuming that walking is feasible. It's not like 20 miles. Walking or driving.
1: Uh, you know, this is life, you know, am I carrying groceries? Is it a nice day? I don't know. It's a nice day.
0: You're I, going down to the drugstore to pick up a carton of milk that down the street. Walk. Okay. Absolutely you
1: know, this is so harsh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Notice No how you had to expand the the question though. Okay.
0: Um movies, comedy or horror?
1: Neither. Comedies over horror but but mostly drama,
0: okay um noir love noir ah noir good um too hot, too hot or too cold,
1: definitely too cold, beef as a kid, we would do things like, well, would you rather freeze to death or burn to death, and I always opted for freezing
0: yeah i I agree with that um <laughs> beef or chicken, chicken. And finally, the three-parter, would you rather face a 9.0 earthquake, a Category 5 hurricane, or an F5 tornado? (laughs) I think I've done all of them.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, the earthquake, tornado, or hurricane, those are our options.
0: I I, I, (laughs)
1: think I'd rather sleep. (laughs) Um, let's see. Let's let's think about this rationally. Okay. Tornadoes, in theory, you could you know walk around. <laughs> you could say, "Oops, there's a tornado coming." That when you drive, you don't walk. I think I'll uh, drive the tornado. <laughs> Hurricanes, you're kind of stuck with. I mean, you're and mm-hmm. and even here, we we had Irene, and we, mm-hmm. I'm I'm fairly inland, so we didn't have it dreadfully, mm-hmm. but the winds were scary. Yeah. I, mean, I was in my apartment, perfectly secure, and even so, the winds were scary. Never been in an earthquake, so I I just have no idea. Gotcha. Uh, but they're short. That's you true. know, the, if lengthwise, earthquake <laughs> followed by tornado <laughs> followed by hurricane in terms of length of the event. Uh, having not, I, I'm told, earthquakes are just totally terrifying to live through. I have I I don't like any of them. I love all of them when when they're on on the big screen, you know. Or when I'm writing about them, but to live through them, I have absolutely. I like hurricanes. We'll go with hurricanes. Hurricanes. i i I like hurricanes. I take it back. I've 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 been in hurricanes.
0: And you survived. I mean, I mean now.
1: Yeah, I did, and I survived. By golly, I'm going with the hurricane. But we don't lose power. That's very important. Hurricane yeah. definitely keep our electricity.
0: So you don't have to go out and chop wood in the middle of the hurricane. To, for, for- <laughs> <laughs> no, that chopping wood's hard. <laughs> so I know you mentioned on your blog that you're trying to get your first draft finished by Friday. So I don't want to keep you yeah. too much longer. But thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Good. Yeah, and now I- I'll go and think about which I would rather do, walk in a hurricane or drive in an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're you're in trouble either way. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so you can visit Susan's blog at SusanBethPfeffer.blogspot.com. And her latest book, Blood Wounds, is available in bookstores and online. And if you have any questions about the craft or business of writing, just send us an email to ask at scriptsandscribes.com or send a tweet to ask, uh, I'm sorry, Send us a tweet to at ScriptScribes, and there's no and in the middle, just at ScriptScribes. Thanks for listening.